on dispensers of pets, poking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch animate chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Listen up, fanboy. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here he is, the man personally responsible for bringing the San Francisco 49ers to Santa Clara, Derek McCaw. I was really hoping to keep in the deep background on that, but yes. Yeah, I, I, I blew your cover, I, man. You, you did. And a mover by the four and a shaker. shaker. I have a t shirt that says that, actually, uh-huh. because uh, of the earthquake in 89. Um, yeah. And by 49ers, you do mean a bunch of grizzled old prospectors, right? I do. I do. We're yes. the, it's not the football team. It's, yeah. It's, they're uh, kind of a disturbed group, actually. They, they, they are, and they find me very attractive. Yes. So we're podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 104, in Santa Clara, California. And uh, this would be Wednesday, June 9th. Uh, is it not? It is. And it we is. Are, we are lawnless. We are lawnless. We feel forlornly. And uh, and uh, we're lonely. Uh, we're very lonely, and uh, we're well, no because we're lonless. Uh, Lon Lopez could not make it this evening. He's feeling a little under the weather. I'm going to say that his eye turned on him, but then you'll only edit that out I later. Would, so would. Uh, but it's best to his mom. but that's not true. Um, so yes, uh, the, by this time, hopefully she will be. So um, by the time anybody hears this. Uh, so we've got a lot of comics to talk about, uh, comics news, movie news, TV news, some exciting things happening, which is weird for a June. Busy week. It's been a busy week. And I'm going to start off because we have with us, of course, the owner of Elusive Comics and Games. Right over there. Uh, Anna Warren Sebrian. Me. Do, do you have a dash, a hyphen in there? Is that uh, middle name Warren. Anna is wearing Sebrian. a purple and gray plaid shirt. Strangely enough, that matches my boxer shorts right now. Yeah. Ooh. Show them. We should nope. do like a clothing exchange later. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't want to put my boxer shorts over my shirt, though. Or his boxer shorts. It, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. Anyway. Um, Would he have to put my shirt on his Please ass? remember. Please remember. I have a day job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd like to keep that day job. I think we're staying on this. On the. I don't the know. <laughs> um, so... The, why we have Anna here, aside from it's her store and her table, but um, and her laptop, which is nice over here, uh, is because uh, and her baby over there. Now, late last, it's gone. No, oh. behind the TV. Oh, okay, late last week. Hmm. Late last week, uh, Marvel announced that they're doing a, an intriguing, shall we say, politely, an intriguing sales experiment, which is uh, that they are releasing an That's upcoming. They're couching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're releasing a book called The Invincible Iron Man Annual, number one, which will be written by uh, Matt Fraction, uh, who has been doing bang-up work on The Invincible Iron Man, making the character almost as popular in comics as he is in movies. And um, so the intriguing sales experiment. Are you reading it? Uh, I have not caught up with it. But it is I, I read, really good writing and a really subtle character. I have gone back and read a few issues and really, really liked Fraction's work. Yeah. I'm just... The the honest thing is I'm I've never been a huge huge Iron Man fan so that's yeah. that's kind of the thing is I like what he's doing with it 
still not one of those things that I know is going to be a keeper. Or, or like the, like Ed Brubaker on Captain America, right. is I'm waiting to afford the omnibus and go ahead and just have it because I know that that storyline is so good. A fair strategy. Yes. Yeah. Um, and if I do get that omnibus, I would buy it here at Elusive Comics and Games. Thank However, you. Marvel has offered me an option on the Invincible Iron Man Annual Number 1, which is to download it digitally the same day that I could walk into Elusive Comics and Games and buy it on the stands. Mm, tempting. Well, now here's the question. But stupid, too. But stupid, and this is what I think. Now, I understand. Some people are kind of saying, well, the writing's on the wall. Look, we know that comics are going to go digital in a while. And I say, pifé. Yes, I have said pifé to it. Do you spell that? P-F-E-H. Oh, pifé. Okay. Yes. It sounds kind of Jewish instead of saying... <laughs> Yes, I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't mind people mistaking me for one of the chosen people. Thank you. I'm you know, chosen. because I get to shop wholesale. So um, anyway, but I'm bumped. I just, I still do not enjoy reading comics digitally. I would rather get them. And 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 the, the problem with it is, uh, as point out, is that that means that somebody can go someplace else besides a comic book store. To get the book now, if it was a Target or a Walmart, okay, I understand. You got to do that. You got to get it out there in the hands of kids because kids Barnes aren't and Noble and Barnes and Noble yeah. kids aren't necessarily finding their way into comic shops yet. But Barnes and Noble is sort of like you know your local corner dealer who then takes you to the actual warehouse, which is here. Yeah. So the retailers are kind. Uh, it's very controversial as a move, and so without having Anna on tonight to talk about it as a retailer. Yeah. Um, as a and, person who's had to deal with digital reading and, forms. And definitely uh, con- in, in, in close contact with a lot of other retailers across the country. So let's get uh, get your direct perspective on this. Well, we've, we've, we've talked about it a lot. Um, and by we, I mean us here in the store. We've talked about it a lot with customers um, who've brought it up. And then online on the Comic Book Industry Alliance, there's a, a nice big discussion going on amongst retailers across the country with publishers such as um, Image and Blue Water, they're in the discussion, I believe. Um, Marvel is not in on the discussion, interestingly. Could Marvel be in on the discussion? Yes, a lot of the comments are directed to Marvel. But they have chosen to remain quiet on the comic book industry. Probably on the advice of any number of of, uh, Mickey Mouse staff. I I, I actually believe, and this is not a diss, this is is fact, I believe that they will probably only discuss it on the Marvel... um, uh, resource center what, that Where retailers have to pay. You no, know, we have to pay uh-huh. uh, thirty or forty dollars a month to have access to that forum. Unfortunately, there are several retailers on CBIA that are cross-posting parts of conversations they feel the rest of us should know and want to be a part of, and not. Pay if I could back up a just a second here, yeah. because this is a revelation to me. Marvel is charging retailers for the rights to communicate with them um, on a lot of topics. Yeah, right now. Yeah. It's interesting because it's the MMRC. It's this Marvel something resource center. The Mary Marvel. Mighty Marvel. (laughs) Mary Marvel. Mary Marvel DC. In exchange. No, Mary Marvel Marching Society. (laughs) Mickey Mouse Club. So in exchange. Oh, that's it. It's it's the Mickey Marvel. (laughs) In exchange for paying this this sum per month, uh, they say they send extra variants or an extra hard cover or something like that. Oh, okay. But that is the only place that they will release exclusive information on their forum and several topics that have recently been coming up of import such as this one where people are saying hey what's going on with this David Gabriel their spokesperson will say I won't discuss this here and then he's going um, and responding on the resource center not on CBIA which is a one of the 
actually the only main um, free uh, ways to have access to such conversations. There's Comics Pro, which a retailer would have to. Uh, it's a paid membership organization. Um, there's lots of benefits. But that is, by that, the way, also run by retailers, and that's an understood. It's a and, it's an alliance. Publishers are not necessarily on there as much. It's really for retailers. Um, but the Comic Book Industry Alliance is it's it's a closed forum for industry only, but it's free to become a member, mm-hmm. and it's where a tremendous amount of very important information is. Exchanged. I am a member with unfortunately not nearly enough time. To <laughs> <laughs> keep up with it. There's but, a lot of conversation on there. I mean, it's, uh, it's no, I, I know. I, I just forget. Damages. I just forget for months on yeah. things like that because you, you hate it's, Marvel. It's hard. I do not hate Marvel. Not well, now that they're owned by Disney, because I I love Disney. But um, but this this is the one forum where it is it what? is the main common Rick? forum for exchanging this information, and it should be where every major publisher it should is be fr- on there. It should be open. This is America, oh. damn it! And and, and it, this conversation should be exchanged. But on information this forum. is power. Yeah, well, it, it is power. But yeah. this is these are this 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 forum is populated by the largest and pretty much the best stores in the U.S. These are retailers who are aware that the you need information, right? You need information to grow. You need information to stay current. CBIA is where you're going to go to get it, and to offer the best customer service, you have to be informed. Exactly. Absolutely, so, so that Marvel is limiting sharing this information. So that's this whole issue. And I know, itself. I'm sorry, I'm afraid that I I I, per, I, I did did go off topic, did go off topic <laughs> but, because uh, I was stunned to hear that. I'm sorry, yeah. that was just so. So that's one issue. Okay, so then separately we've got the the conversation being when when customers come in, the conversation being, do you like reading digital anything? Period. Uh-huh. And my personal opinion, when I was working on my master's. It was online. It did University of Phoenix, and they started uh, using e-textbooks at the time, and I found it exceedingly difficult to study um, that way uh, because I got so used to college where I would know, you know, a quarter of the way into the textbook is where that one chapter is, and I can highlight stuff the way I want to and Mm -hmm. use paper clips the way I like to Uh versus, you know, Adobe Reader. (laughs) you got to highlight and then remember what the page was and use the Right. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's almost another discussion, too. There are other reasons for reading. It's a different way of reading. It's a Mm -hmm. completely different interaction with uh, information. Right. And we've talked about many times on the podcast because Rick has tested. Rick has tested almost every format that's come out. Right, and that's that's important for comics reading to, to, to sort of give that basis. And then, um, and then the secondary thing is what what is the difference? What is the main difference between buying online versus buying in a store? The atmosphere. You go to a comic book store, especially elusive comics, right. for the atmosphere. Uh, two seven two five El Camino Real Suite one hundred four in Santa Clara. It smells Thank great you. in here. Oh yeah, all the donuts. It's oh, it's because there's oh my gosh, the donuts. <laughs> that's a, that's I, I've been very bad on my diet today. <laughs> I have been really. I can't help it, man. You throw a psycho donuts in. They, they should sponsor. The show, yeah. Psycho Donuts, amazing, amazing. I'm giving that one to you for free, people at Psycho Donuts. <laughs> you know, I should call them and see if we can co-sponsor. <laughs> yes, oh my God, that'd They're be amazing. Campbell in Campbell and Winchester. Anyway, back to, <laughs> how do you feel about this being a day and date release? Um, I think it's horrible. I think it's really rude, mainly because Marvel specifically said they weren't going to do this, can not we, so long ago. I hadn't heard that much about this. Can we get a little background on, on their distribution of this now? They have two methods right now where you can get comics. First, they have the online reading method where you have to be connected to the internet and you. Well, that would be the DCU, the Digital Comics Unlimited that you are that right. you had a subscription to at yes. one point. Yes. yes, and then they have the f- for sale through 
um, iTunes, for example, uh, comics where you you actually buy them down and download them, not just view them online, mm-hmm. and you supposedly own them. And I'm doing air quotes there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, this is the latter. This I, is, I this actually, is, I this is a, this is a, this is a through iTunes release. And so, I'm going to even point out, here's a problem. Uh, this isn't even information that's given to me. I'd have to oh. go hunting for this information. They as a have, retailer. they have not yet actually specified how much it's going to cost. No, I mean, oh. a, a problem here as a retailer is they haven't sent emails out saying, hey, by the way, here's a, a co-release going to happen. And well, if your customers, kind of, yeah. you know, that's kind of like saying, well, Sally, I'm dating somebody else at the same time as I'm dating you. It, but it's not because they're a major publisher and this is a major title. You know, it's not yeah. a new title. It's a, it's a major title. And, right. And this is something that they should be making retailers who are busy enough as it is. Should the horrible have to go word. hunt, find this information. This but they're be, bypassing you. Why would they Why would they have a... Why would they tell you? Why would they go out of their way to inform Again, you? Again, because they said they would. Yeah. They said that they would share information with us. They said they wouldn't. Go, they were not going to be releasing new new items out. It was just going to be back issues, right? Much sooner than they said they would. Uh-huh. Um, they said, you know, we will share this with you. They they basically said we want to partner with you. But pretty much everything is Marvel said in the last. I'm going to say well over the last year. And be prepared I have, to edit me. <laughs> I said, be prepared to edit me. (laughs) (laughs) Over the last year. But basically, definitely over the last year, you know, as a new retailer, I'm paying more attention. Edit that out completely. (laughs) It's nice to have you standing in for lawn. Although that was a little higher brow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but the last year, everything they said has completely, they've they've reversed on or or, uh, backpedaled on or broken promises on and and, and questions that are being directly put to them. Very honest, open questions of what's going to happen here and what's going on here. They're just saying, we won't discuss it now. We'll discuss this later. And then they're releasing the information to the press before telling retailers or they're Mm -hmm. releasing information very limited on the MMRC and not to retailers at large. So it's, it's beyond rude. It's beyond slap in the face of the industry it's it's just you know it's just f you to to the retailers it's 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 unbelievably rude. And now this is this is not or is the iron man that came out this week no this is not this is an annual yeah. this is an annual. number one that has not come out yet it's so, a, it'll be a 599 book okay uh so uh, so you probably can assume it's a standalone story yeah. no you cannot necessarily assume that uh, it could be the culmination of a, of a year-long thing. Hmm. I mean, because, you know, they did that with Old Man. A lot of annuals are, are, are standalone. Not recently. Old Man Logan, when they did the annual, that was actually, when Wolverine did the annual, that was, that Giant Size Wolverine annual number one, that was. Yeah, uh, yeah. It used to be, but you're thinking back in the golden days when it was a dollar for those. Admit it. No. Dollar no. fifty, two dollars You know, um, that's the way it used to be. Okay. But it's not the way it is anymore because they want everything to be a, a gateway drug. And good stories can be a gateway drug. Yeah, you'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. No. I'm going to come back for more of this. Yeah, that's, that's why Jonah Hex is selling so well. Um, I mean, here's a good example. I just I just refreshed on CBIA. And uh, as of June 4th, um, someone who's not even a retailer, just someone who's on CBIA, posts on from Comics Beat Newsarama about the, the co-release. And uh, someone else says, you know, I think David Gabriel should be responding to this. And 
uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm seeing no comment. No comment. No comment. Yeah, they probably have a big no comment. Uh, it's, and it's ridiculous. It shouldn't be a no comment. It should be absolutely a conversation. Even if it's a tough on you guys, we're making money the way we want to. There should be some conversation there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I, the thing to consider here, I mean, we were talking before the show a little bit about books that are available digitally. Mm-hmm. Specifically, you were uh, quoting something about Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, the, the publisher of Image was saying that um, all of the sales of Walking Dead and Chew and Chew, yeah. what was the other one oh, I said? Okay, John Lehman's Chew. Yeah. John Lehman's Chew and there was a third one. I can't remember what you said. Uh, it, no, I'm blinking. It wasn't Hogs, it wasn't Spawn. Their, was. their numbers are all going up um, for the digital um, purchases on Comixology, but at the same time, the print runs are, are higher than ever. The sales figures of the physical comics um, are higher than ever. He went on to say that the latest printing of Walking Dead was the highest they've ever sold, but one has to kind of weigh that with the fact that The Walking Dead show is coming out soon and the interest on that has gone up. And people are starting to figure out that that's actually a comic book. Yeah, but I mean, that's a good... Here at my shop, I am not terribly worried. There are a lot of retailers who are and should be worried because of their customer base. You know, college town stores, I'm sure, are very have have every reason to be worried because kids want to save money and read their comics. I'm in a college town, but that's not my 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 customer base is collectors. My customer base is people who've been collecting, like the two of you, for forever, and they buy for their collections. Digital comics cannot replace that. Right. Uh, plus, uh, the idea of getting it digitally, I mean, the, besides the, the savings in money, is the savings of having to get out of my house or my mother's basement and go to a store and pick it up. And if, if I'm already collecting 15 books a month mm-hmm. and only three of those are available digitally, uh, I'm not, I still have to go to the store. I'm still going to go to the store and I might as well just buy them. Paper. But if everything it's, you're reading is digital, the, the, the conversation went on to be one of, if everything you're reading is eventually digital, then you are able to save the time of going down to the shop because um, one retailer, actually several retailers, proposed the, the solution, one could say, of retailers selling the digital rights so that we make at least, you know, pennies is better than nothing. We make some kind of money off of selling these downloads. So either we're, we're selling the cards or the codes for the unique downloads of these comics. and uh, That's still a tricky proposition because... Well, the, the image publisher said, um, you know, the problem is that if you're reading everything digitally, you don't want to go down to the store as it is. You, you want it to be as easy right. as possible right. to do it all for You don't want to type in a 16-digit number to get your comic book. Right. I, I mean, I would grant you that certainly people go to, like, um, you know, Safeway and get Amazon gift cards. Yeah. yeah. And that's... So that's not... There's still a model that might work there that if you went to a comic book shop and said, here's a Marvel Online or an Image Online gift card card, um, and take some profit out of that. But they they were saying there might be some way to do an exclusive where the the physical comic um, comes with a digital comic code that's got, you know, outtakes. Like a DVD. It's got the special Which is kind of what they're doing with DVDs now because if you buy like a DVD Blu-ray package, Mm -hmm. you know, four out of five of those have a code where you can type it in and download the movie to your laptop as well you yeah. can do it once or twice mm-hmm. and, and also with blu-ray there's a lot of online only content if your access. blu-ray player is attached to the, the yeah. internet right yeah yeah so which honestly i haven't been all that impressed with but the thing is, is at <laughs> so. least there's ideas being thrown out there the problem that i have is that the two biggies dc and marvel are not a part of this conversation currently image is a big publisher they're very important but money is 
a store is made or break broken on DC and Marvel sales. All right. Well, and the but I would also and just to play devil's advocate for a second, I'm not agreeing with Marvel or DC and staying silent on this. But I understand that Marvel and DC's policies might not be those of Marvel and DC. They might be a policy of Disney's online strategy and of Warner Brothers' online strategy. Image is itself. It is not owned by any larger entity. So I'm not agreeing with them staying silent. I wish... I don't disagree with you, but is is the Disney... Are Disney policies really, at this point, right now, literally, are Disney policies really going to be taken into consideration? Has every been, everything been legally approved? Are they... Yes. They're all... So it, it's very... It's very the, the sale went through. The sale went through six months ago. was okay. approved and done. And everything's done. Marvel well, so officially is, owns... It's possible. But the problem... But where I would say it's... it's To me, I, I think it's not possibly that. Not that I yeah. wouldn't disagree with that, but because this is... The the direction they've been going for the last year, right? That I would say this doesn't have anything to do with Disney. This is Marvel and all Marvel. No, I it, it smacks of of Ike Perlmutter. Um, it, it really does. Uh, it's that that kind of thing. It's like who is constantly convinced that we don't that it's the, that it's that they are the most important thing in the world. Hmm. Why the Marvel movies are are going away? Are you know we're lo- trying to lowball people? Is uh, Ike Perlmutter absolutely passed down that we do not spend a lot of money on getting big movie stars because we don't need to. Uh-huh. You know, Tom Cruise wanted to be Tony Stark. Would have been a horrible idea. Yeah. But he was Tom Cruise, so yeah, that made sense. Promoter nixed it. He was the one that sought, that said, seek, you know, find someone else and find someone cheap. So that's how they got Downing. It worked out really well. But They liked out there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think uh, at the moment we have nothing really more to add to that conversation. Well, that I have was one, quite a one bit. other question yeah. about Oh, well, you do. Do you think that, uh, do you see any, from the current state of downloadable comics which is primarily legacy stuff it's mostly archive stuff Mm -hmm. do you see that hitting your bottom line at all um actually as i just found out that um image later stated in the same conversation that not all walking dead is out digitally right now but soon it will be but not much because when i do have people coming in to get back issues it's to complete a collection Uh and that is Mm-hmm. To complete a collection, this is comics are a kind of a drug. It's a paper drug, and um, the digital form is not going to. In fact, I think we should change the name of our website now to digital the paper drug. drug. The oh, paper, paper drug. drug. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> um, we were talking about we should call our customers um, uh, patients or clients. <laughs> I'm a junkie. Exactly. I'm a junkie. Yeah. yeah so, but thanks, client sounds so much more exactly. scale. I think it'll affect only. Only new readers of a younger generation that is that is born and bred on digital. And that's but, the big question here: is are, are is digital comics finding a different group of people than the people who are currently buying the paper? And comics? I think it is, which actually, in reverse, brings them into, into the store. being the store because they're oh, there's stuff that's not on paper, and hey, this is a great format. Right. And then I'm going to get you know, and, and a lot of cust- uh, retailers are saying they are getting new foot traffic, brand new foot traffic from oh yeah. I got this Marvel download, and I want to read these other comics. Because there is this thing on uh, with uh, with the DC um, DCU, yeah. which Digital is Comics Unlimited, which is Marvel's DCU. Yes, um, <coughs> that's what always throws me. Um, at the end there. of each one of the books, there's a banner at the bottom that says, "Want to buy a hardcover of this one?" Oh, see, that's good. Right, so. Order here. <laughs> yeah, well, they order, they order, order it through DC, the DC though. They order no. it through the Marvel. 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 Marvel's online initiative is called DCU. Oh right, sorry, because they were, I was they were that. doing it's confusing. This. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm it's doing a gesture that, depending on which continent you're on, looks different. <laughs> exactly. Finger. <laughs> so, finger for the same gesture. Hey, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, it was definitely... Oh, that's a good one, too. Do you bite your thumb at me, sir? <laughs> Is the law of our side if I say hi? Um, but I want to say on image, because they've got one, speaking of Walking Dead, uh, in the news, we have this. They are reprinting what I think was probably the best deal in comics in I don't know how many years. The Walking Dead compendium, because they expect yes. a lot of people... Coming in when The Walking Dead starts on AMC in October. I was actually talking to a Walking Dead fan last week, and this is really hard to believe. He was telling me, "Oh yeah, I'm almost up to it. I haven't gotten the latest issue yet." And I said, "Oh yeah." So I said, "You know, they just released the pictures from this TV show," and a fan said, "There's a TV show coming." No matter how much we think that information is out there, we forget what utterly plugged-in junkies we are. But that's but, why we do the podcast, right. Eric, to and help we've gi- and, and we've to given help our, right. people. Exactly. No, this is true. And know, we've given ourselves that title. You know, I, have to, that I have to agree with you. I mean, uh, all six parents between Eric and I will have no idea about that digital comics are an issue at all unless it happens to be in the Times or on CNN and mainstream right. news on the television. And, and my mother often clips articles in the wall from the Wall Street Journal about comics that are about a month after it's exactly, actually happened. Exactly. And she writes down, for Derek, you know, so she gives me these articles. Did you, you know Superman's back alive again? Did you again? know that Stan Lee created <laughs> Spider- Yes, Mom. Uh, in fact, yeah. as I've mentioned, I've had dinner with Stan Lee. Yeah. Uh, so know, actually, so. Right, right. the compendium is getting reprinted. Yes. Okay. Four, so 48 issues, 1,088 pages of comic book goodness. It is One of the best series on the stands today Bar- will be yeah. available in this very store yeah. on September 1st, 2010, a month before the series starts on AMC. And how much does that thing cost? $59.99. Yeah, it's now, a huge 60 bucks That's like for a 48 issue. issues. For 48 issues. It's, it's a huge savings over getting the individual 10. trades. And actually, we, we we get it in all the time. You don't have to wait till September 1st. Well, they said, but this is the first, is the reprinting, which will probably have some material yeah, it'll have some from, the TV, from the TV but series. But we do keep that. That is a book that is commonly in stock here. All yeah. the time. That's a great run, 48 issues. I want to give an Eating My Words graphic novel review. Because okay. remember, in the honor of coming out on DVD shortly, The Losers, yes. the movie adaptation. Yes. And I said when I reviewed the movie, that, that movie was so bad it made me not want to read the comic book. Okay. Well, I finally broke down. Okay. And I bought the first. The graphic the, one with two. This, now, the second best deal in comics in right. the last year is the first two volumes of The Losers. First two. Trade paperbacks, compiled. Ace is high and double down, or something like that. They yeah. um, uh, are gathered together into one trade paperback, yep. which is like eighteen bucks, nineteen bucks. So, uh, so I finally broke down, bought this, read it, right, and went, "Wow, yeah." I see that the losers movie bears some vague resemblance to this series. Some scenes are right out of some it, scenes, angles. but the context. The uh, the story, the depth of complexity of that graphic novel, kind of lost. utterly lost yeah. in that adaptation to film. Yeah, and I so I'm going to eat my words somewhat here and to say that uh, Andy Diggle and the artist Jock, whoever he may be, um, wrote, uh, created a very gripping series. Yes, a fun series, and. If and if you are not into comics or you're not into superheroes, it has nothing to do with superheroes. This is one of those great. Now it's going to be on my list of things to say when people say they don't like superheroes, they don't like comics because they don't like superheroes. If you like the A, not even the A team, that's wrong. If you just like really great kind of what we'd say men's adventure kind of stuff, but even 
The thing that takes it's me, not even men's adventure, really. It's it, it is it is it's a, a war. It's con- a straight up adventure. It's a but dealing with espionage, black yeah. ops. Yeah, uh, de- you know, if you've got a kind of a cynical view about what's happening in this country, um, and it takes a British writer to, of course, really illuminate that. Right, the American. Uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, I don't think Andy Diggle, Andy Diggle is British. I think so. Um, um, I was just, I was just like, and and reading the first volume and going like, okay, this is where they sort of took the movie from, right? And going, how did they drop that? How did they drop that? How did they? What? C- Colonel Clay is n- Jeffrey Dean Morgan would have made a really good Clay that's in the comic, uh-huh. but that's not who they wrote him to be in the movie. Yeah, and it, and it's annoying. And the uh, Cougar Pooch, all these characters are like. Really interesting in the comic book and really bleh in the movie. Yep. I'm and, and even the the what's her name uh, Aisha is the character, uh, but that the actress who played her that was Uhura in um, in Star Trek, um, and was in Avatar. Why am I totally blanking on her name right now? Um, and you're not helping me. I'm not. You're looking it's at me too much fun. with, and I don't know. Uh, yeah, really. Well, you're usually the guy that goes, "Oh, I've got the phone right here." I do. <laughs> Years lame. Anyway, but the point is, everything about her character is completely changed for the film. Whereas it, in the in the graphic novel, it's a really interesting character with a lot of mystery left. And if you were shooting for a franchise, which they right. clearly were with that, this was a, a tip. They shouldn't have hired someone. And you read the second volume too. Yes, they should not have hired yeah. someone to be a. They shouldn't have hired a, a name actor to play Max. They should have just left Max in mystery. They could have totally played it like Blofeld, uh-huh. which it was so clear that's what they thought they were supposed to be doing with the movie. They could have played that. Instead, they just made it blunt, and instead of Blofeld, they made it like one of the one of the lamer Bond villains. So the message here is the movie may suck, but the book is probably – it's a really original message. That the, the, even though the no, sucks, I'm just saying I'm eating my words because I, I, I hated that movie I was just so ex- much. I was trying to turn it into PSA. Kind of <sighs> the more you know, yep. the more dangerous you are. So Rick now Brent's you manner. know. Yes. Um, so Goes out to you, Lon. Let's fall. <sighs> uh, what we're missing here? Uh, no. What, what's next? I wanted to kind of check in on two major events: the heroic age over at Marvel, indeed, and brightest day at DC. So you want? I think you can speak better to heroic age. I picked up a couple of things. What did you pick up? Well, I picked up the Avengers. We've already talked about okay. that. And now you mentioned a book that I I was thinking about, and I thought, no, I'm really going to get into this. This Avengers Prime. Avengers Prime, which is basically Captain America, Thor, and the soldier, Steve Rogers. Super soldier. Super soldier. Uh, Is it super soldier or is soldier? That's what they're going to call it. Steve Rogers, super Super soldier. soldier. Yeah. Um, And it's it's these three characters who were the original Avengers. It's like the core team for the Avengers. The prime. If I may, Tom Galloway, you. Oh, don't. I still have rope burns. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, Captain America was not one of the original Avengers. He didn't come along until Avengers number four. Indeed, but he's been (laughs) the core. He's been of the core power Avengers. I feel really good about that. I know. Do you think he listens to the podcast? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. So if he does, he's turned it off already because he's so tired of us. Yes, that's yeah, true. There you go. Um, <laughs> so if you if you remember, at the end of the Civil War, um, these guys really had a lot of reason to hate each other. I do recall that. And they haven't quite 
made up. Although at the end of the Civil War, Thor wasn't really there. He was Clor, if you recall. Well, yes. But when he got back and he found out what happened, he actually found that out in, I think, in, in Siege. Uh, no, he found out what happened in... in uh, Thor? Straczynski wrote a great... Okay. Well, was it Thor? I, think I it recall a Straczynski pen story where he met Iron Man and... and he had heard about what had happened. I remember a lot of this coming up in Siege, too. But in any, in probably, any, in any probably. case. Probably. Um, I didn't read So these. they have unresolved issues, which is always a great way to Who take, among us does not? It's a great way to tell a story. I mean, you got guys. if you've got guys who just get along, I mean, that's you're, you've got tension. Wait, wait. Now. So let me, let me backtrack drama. here. So you're telling me in Avengers Prime, those issues were all unresolved, whereas in the actual Avengers number one, yeah. those issues were all okay. Uh, to an extent. They're, they they don't quite they don't quite close uh, they haven't quite kissed and made up in Avengers either either if you really but in any case Avengers number one I, I, there was tongue I, I'm Go not going to spoil Avengers Prime but there's there's what happens in this book is they're they're going to become isolated and have to deal with it, deal with some stuff by just the three of them. There's going to be an Avengers within the Avengers? There's going to be... sort of like, like the Avengers Identity Crisis? But I'm just not sure how long this book is going to last. It, it has... It but has, you know what? I'm not sure that we know how long it's designed to last. Yeah, it, it has a feel premise to me of like six issues, six to ten Which, issues. Which, by the maybe. way, Marvel... I, not that you're paying attention to anyone, but Marvel, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You have a good story to tell for six issues, end it, get out. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, good good book, good art, uh, good writing, I, and the story caught me. I, I decided I'd given up on – I'd actually given up on the Avengers, all the Avengers titles, uh, end of last year. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to pick these uh, – everything up except for I did not pick up Academy because I don't want to read another – uh, we're going to train a bunch of teenagers, and then we're going to cancel the book, and you'll never see them again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to put serious money on. That bet that the okay. Avengers Academy is is uh, two or three and a half. Well, Initiative lasted a long time, and I hated Initiative. Oh, did you? I really actually kind of enjoyed the Initiative. Yeah, none of those characters matter anymore. Although the way I said that really made it sound wishy washy, which is how I feel. Yeah, I really sort of actually enjoyed that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that sounds like a codependent relationship. <laughs> Uh, I would describe a lot of books I read that yeah. way. Yeah. So, but the one that's surprising me that I that I did pick up and I almost didn't was uh, Secret Avengers, because you look at that and it just looks Secret. like Secret Avengers. Uh, it looks like it looks like a like a a, uh, a seize candy assortment of Avengers characters thrown into a one tasty little box. Mm. And you can't see how that would work, but. It actually looks like it's going to work. It's got great art. Which one's the coconut cream? Uh, Moon Knight. Oh, yeah. Good answer. Um, and Which I, one's the Chew? Uh, Chewbacca. I mean, no Beast. Beast. Oh, all righty. There you go. Good. That was quick. Um, so, I, I mean, of the bunch, actually, I enjoyed Secret Avengers the most. Wow. Okay. So well, so you're enjoying the Heroic Age to some extent. So far, the Fantastic Four Heroic Age is continuing what's been a great run of stories. Like they're taking the Fantastic Four and not just doing it like another supergroup. It's the emphasis on Reed and the family. And which apparently which is going to be great. reduced to, to three shortly. They've Marvel has announced that there's a plot line with uh, Hickman's writing where uh, something tragic will befall one of them. Um, I haven't really seen that before. Well, they've Fantastic killed Reed off story. a couple of times. I'd be betting on Ben Grimm. Well, yeah, because they've killed Sue a couple of times too. I think um, yeah. so. Uh, but didn't they kill Ben Grimm in uh, Mark Wade's run? Didn't they go to heaven and meet Jack Kirby was God? 
don't which I, I no, now that I've said it aloud, I'm pretty sure that happened. So, <laughs> uh, who hasn't died? Johnny. Johnny. Johnny hasn't died yet. Yeah. So let's see that. It's better to um, flame out than. To so rest. I want to go over to my codependent relationship, which is with Jeff Johns and okay. Brightest Day. Yes. Uh, now I've been reading a lot of the Brightest Day books. Um, and I should mention there's some controversy because DC released a cover for an upco- for Green Arrow number three, in which he's been impaled in the forehead with an arrow, and it's very bloody. And he's nice. uh, yeah, and a lot it's of just re- a flesh wound. and a lot of retailers are saying you know that's uh, going to be somewhat awkward to put on uh, a spinner stand. rack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do spinner racks still exist? That's yes, certainly they do. certainly a legitimate question. Although yeah, I've seen them at uh, I was yep. at Barnes and Noble last week, and I saw saw uh, yep. one there. And this goes back to my problem with baiting, with baiting and switching, with having you know drawing people into reading Teen Titans with Marvin on the cover and having Marvin eaten by Wonder Dog. Um, have we utterly lost touch with you know what is appropriate in in the search of well what we'd like to see? I mean, like that's, what's shocking? Yeah, yeah, it it, it it's shock and, um, and so no, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's something that's almost a different topic. I saying. In brightest day, I've been enjoying Justice League Generation Lost, although I've got to say, it's not funny. While dealing with my favorite characters, the Justice League International, that are supposed to be the humorous books, and you've got Keith Giffen writing, there has been nothing funny about Justice League Generation Lost. I was very close to not buying that book at all, and I bought the first one, and I bought the second one, picked the third one up today, and I think I'm hooked. Yeah, it's a good story, don't get me wrong. And yet... Over in Booster Gold, Keith Giffen and J.M. DeMatteis have brought back the Bwahaha to Booster Gold. Okay. And Booster Gold is able to still be both, and this is what made Justice, people forget, what made Justice League International great was, in its heyday, was really good plotting where we still felt the stakes were high. Yes. And, and, and it was serious, but the characters were, were still funny. A bit wacky. They were a bit wacky. And... That was a fine line they walked, and they are walking it on Booster Gold right now. It was the Legion of Substitute Heroes done right. Yes, yes, I would say that. And bo- and so I, if you haven't picked up Booster Gold in a long time, and a few issues of that really did start to get like, oh, my God, it's yeah, like I Exiles. Yeah, a while ago. But you got to pick it back up. With okay. this team on it again, it is, it is a fun book, and yet, again, very serious issues of heroism being handled. I really, really liked it. Like that, but Have they moved on from the whole plotline about Beetle. Um, yeah, because that was starting to get a little. Oh, that all got to resolved in um, Blackest Night. So I get moved okay. to to Brightest Day, and the actual book, Brightest Day number three. I am really this is where I'm feeling codependent, and I feel yeah. like I'm saying it's okay, baby. I fell down the stairs. That's what I'm going to tell <laughs> the authorities. <laughs> um, is that's how I feel about Brightest Day right now? Because Brightest Day. After three issues, granted at least at only two ninety nine a pop, has done nothing. It has featured Aquaman. It has featured on the cover anyway. On the cover. On the cover. It has been nothing but non sequiturs. Um, isn't it non sequiturs? Four issue blips. Nothing. Four, 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 four page blips. Four page blips where you're barely moving the story along. I think. Earlier before the podcast, I said Wednesday comics, that oversized weekly one-page events, those stories moved at a better clip when they only had one page to tell them. Most of them. Well, yeah, the Wonder Woman thing still irks me. But uh, only one page to tell them versus Brightest Day where, yeah, the cover of issue two had Aquaman on it looking in 
to uh, looking at a reflection water. and seeing the seeing the black lantern version and of there himself. There were dead fish in the water. Too. Well, because he, can, cause he can talk part. to dead fish. Yeah. Um, and he barely appeared in that issue. And so in issue three, he actually at least a, at least gets acknowledges that he can talk to dead fish. It's still not dead sea creatures. Let's be fairer. Yeah. Um, dead man doesn't know what the heck is going on. No. I don't even want to call him dead man. So live man, a live man is taken to fight the anti monitor. And I don't like him without his hood. No, he's not a visually compelling character. No. He looks too young and too stupid. Yes. Um, and uh, and Hawkman has been like at least the Hawkman uh. plot is sort of moving along, but it's like, come on, three issues in, and this is as far as we've gotten. Yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it's the most compelling scene of all, and it was pretty lame for being the most compelling scene was the the lanterns trying. To, oh no, wait, was that in? That was in Green Lantern. Well, no, worse, it's in all of them. It's in both it's Green in both. Lantern oh. and, and, in fact, in Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps have been replaying scenes oh, that God. were already That's in Blackest Night, okay. uh, Brightest Day. Losing so if you're mind. feeling... A curious sense of deja vu. Yeah, that's why. So if you're feeling a curious sense of deja vu, that's why. Is that why I'm feeling a curious sense of deja vu? That is why Jeff okay. Johns just started writing this podcast. So, um, I, you know, so I'm really bothered, and I think he's. And yet, I was really looking forward to a brightest day, something that would be getting out of what they've been into for the last few years and giving me fun light stories and that's not what the, it doesn't even feel like they're building up to that right it feels like the brightest day is actually building up to something awful and the storyline is also and, and the storytelling is also like uh, oh who haven't we mentioned in a while oh you know there's been two issues and you have Captain Boomerang so I'm going to bet that Captain Boomerang is going to appear in issue four because he forgot to mention him in, in, in two and three <laughs> well he be on the cover it, oh. well you know what DC covers have been problematic for me for a while too yeah at least because they are quite often featuring the actual last panel of the book as the cover. Yes. So you notice that on Legion Superheroes number one, really well written. Let me stress again, Paul Levitz, you have not lost a step. You are fantastic. I love your work on really Legion. Really complex stories and But tons it pisses of me off. It is not Paul Levitz's fault. It pisses me off that the cover of that was a hand with both a legion ring and a green lantern ring right. which is which isn't even doesn't even happen in that book it does happen at the very last panel he doesn't put the rings on in the last panel oh no he doesn't you're right but yeah. it's but it's yeah so it's even actually you're giving away the first panel of issue number quandary. 2 yeah <laughs> yes annoying so i've got my issues with that somewhere editorially it's because I do think that very, very talented people. I'm, I'm razzing Jeff Johns, but I still think he's an extremely talented man. Because look, if nothing else this year, I enjoy Blackest Night, even if it doesn't always make sense. If there's still some inconsistency, I had fun with the story. I appreciate that. I have loved every bit of flash work that guy has done this year. I've been loving his Green Lantern work, and let us not forget Absolute Justice on Smallville. For that alone, Jeff Johns is enshrined as my favorite writer this year. Sorry, Dave K., you just heard me say that, and I hope that didn't cause an aneurysm. But <laughs> Get he, up off the floor, Dave! But he is my favorite for bringing Dr. Fate to Smallville and and giving me Dr. Fate. Yes. You and know, so. and the, the flash and the, the uh, that scene, did you see oh, the yeah. last oh, yeah, the, the yeah. season ender with the whole no, the monitors? No, don't tell me, don't tell me. Oh, no, 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 damn it, damn it, damn it. The summer is when I watched the entire season. When I said monitor, I meant yeah. Right, I, I, I know what you meant. Shah, shah, shah. even okay. more than that, I'm bothered. Okay. Okay. I know so, how they can make it up to you. But what I'm saying is, 
is that I just think that that's one man doing a lot. And what we're seeing, and we see this over at Marvel, is Brian Michael Bendis writing a lot of books. And there's just not enough time in the day to give your best to it. I used to not understand why Kurt Buschek would say he had to be at the peak of his health to write Astro City. And right now, I'm starting to see that. Uh-huh. You know why there's been so little Astro City, even though that's the book everybody wants to read, is because he wants to be at the top of his game when he's doing that. When he's just trying to keep his fingers in a lot of pies, the work kind of suffers. When a writer is doing two or three books a month, that's a pretty hectic pace. Yeah. Jeff John's overseeing everything and writing a, fl- a Flash movie script and probably seeing some things on Greenland. That's a, that's a lot. So we have discussed the potential of him being clones. I believe, and he owns a comic book store, so let's not forget that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I I don't know. I do know how they could make a lot of this up to you, though. Huh? By giving me his Jane with a gleek? No. No, that's no. my tell. Okay, go ahead. Two words. Legion ring. If they give me a Legion ring? Well, I mean, it, it, when they came out with the uh, the Le- Legion 1 book, the, the the assumption was that we'd get a Legion flight ring. Yeah. You know, damn it. This is why we're friends, and there are times I want to throttle you, but you know me too well. Yep. <laughs> yep. You're right. Give me a Legion ring. I'll be happy. I'll be well. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> What's next on the agenda? Some movie stuff while we're talking about Green Lantern, as we sort of were there. Um, the, the licensing imagery for DC's gone to, they just did a big licensing expo in uh, Las Vegas. So, and the cover of whatever the big toy licensing magazine is, there's a monthly magazine for this. And part of me feels like I want to be a subscriber. Um, like it, toy news, I think. Is what uh, no, no, no. This is for everything. So, oh, not just for toys, it's for. Napkins, party favors, uh, okay. T-shirts, all this. So they released the official Green Lantern movie logo, uh-huh. and it came with the tagline, "Anyone can be chosen." So they had to get her. Warner Brothers had to uh, make commentary today to say, "No, that's not the tagline of the film." But for licensing purposes, we're trying to show the companies why this would appeal to kids. That you you put on the magic ring right. and you, you could be green and you could yeah. be Green Lantern, yeah. which is really what happened to Alan Scott, you know. The, so, um, but I, I kind of but there is still something kind of cool about the imagery of anyone can be chosen and yeah. you have that ring, yeah. and I say yes, that appeals to children and forty four year old men whose lives story. wish they would grow up. Um, well, that's originally that's why yeah. he's Alan Scott. Yeah. Originally was it was a oh, really? basis on a- Aladdin. Okay. Yes. Um, Sweet. But there was already an Alan Ladd, so they changed it. And oh. so, yeah. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it, it's true. Uh, but it, it does appeal to something. So um, we know that's going out there. It has been confirmed that the rumor I, I mentioned it uh, at Baycon on our podcast about uh, Parallax being the villain okay. is indeed. And in fact, there's been some interesting commentary on the web this week about is Green Lantern, the first movie, actually making all the mistakes of a Green Lantern sequel by packing essentially three major villains into one movie. Well, it depends on whether Sinestro comes out as a villain. Well, and what I say, and, and, and it also may depend that maybe Hector Hammond isn't that big a payoff in this one. Yeah, I think it actually, from the standpoint of storytelling and drama, mm-hmm. it makes a lot more sense if, if Sinestro is not a villain in the first Oh, story. absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I think Mark Strong has said enough that 
I believe that he is not going to be the uh, be the villain. It's, if you know that Sinestro right. is a villain and you're listening to this podcast, then you know. Yeah. Because uh, we've said it enough. Um, then you know that that's where it ultimately goes. But it, maybe it's like setting up a movie and seeing Anakin Skywalker. Um, and he's sort of heroic. And then he's... Oh, my God. I just defended George Lucas. You did. And I want to backtrack, by the way, speaking of this, because I think we need to have not necessarily a moment of silence, but this week Dark Horse, or last week Dark Horse announced that they are canceling Star Wars Legacy, which is the uh, their comic book series set 100 years in the future of the Star Wars universe. I've actually heard trades on that one. Okay. Well, and why this has a very personal connection to Fanboy Planet is because our own sometime staff, our Asian bureau chief who now lives in L.A., Michelle Saman, is actually a recurring a villain in, it, yeah. in Legacy. No longer. I'm so sorry, Do Michelle. they kill him off? I, no, I'm just saying they're canceling the series. Oh. We will not see General Michelle ever again. So um, I don't believe that for a minute. Oh, he, I know he is unkillable. But I think the character might be dead. <laughs> Michelle, no. I have tried silver bullets, stake through the heart. I have fed him garlic. None of it has worked. Holy water, nothing. Okay. Um, that guy just keeps bouncing back. Believe me. Botulism, I've tried it. Uh, so... <laughs> No, I am. That's I realize that's actually one of the reasons to look forward to Comic Con. Of course, I'll actually get to see him because he's down uh, there. Because he's down there, yeah. and we'll probably be attending Comic Con. So hopefully, we'll have a night where we all get together and. and I'm looking and hang forward out. to it, Michelle. We know you're uh, listening, and and you probably went. Oh, oh, I miss you guys. I hate you guys. I miss you guys. I hate you guys. <laughs> so back to casting things. Um, so they announced last night. And in fact, I, I love it when Marvel actually bothers to email me directly to say, and I just don't have time to, to update when I'm like, Marvel sent me a letter. Um, that um, Your diary or the pot or the uh, web page? Yeah, the web page. My diary, too. <laughs> Dear diary. I have such a crush on Marvel. <laughs> no, I don't. At least on their movies. Uh, they cast Stanley Tucci as Dr. Abraham Erskine. Yes. And what this excites me about, and as I said to you earlier, is I feel like I like Chris Evans. And in fact, I saw the trailer, of this, the, the little footage they showed on the MTV Movie Awards from um, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World this week. Right. With Chris Evans. And I'm like, Chris Evans is going to be heck of fun in that movie. And, and I like Chris Evans, and he is probably the worst actor in that movie, in Captain America. Yeah. Not that I'm saying he's going to be bad at it. It's just that he's out of all those talented. actors, he's probably – and again, and that's not even dissing him. I'm just saying they have loaded up their back their, – right. their ancillary characters with such amazing talent. Chris Evans is going to have to work really hard. Maybe that's the yeah, plan. Maybe that's it. To not get blown off the screen by it. So you've got that. They also announced that Neil McDonough, and you couldn't remember who he was, but believe me, if you saw him, you'd recognize him. He's a great character actor. He's going to play Dum Dum Dugan and is already growing the mustache. So apparently that's what someone asked him at the MTV Movie Awards, and he had the, the mustache already in place. It's like, why do you have that? Oh, because I'm going to play Dum Dum Dugan. It's like... <laughs> That's a great choice. I, I feel like Scooby Doo. Uh, all this, um, and we failed to mention Toby Jones, who is a great actor. And if you're watching Doctor, have you caught up on? Did you watch Amy's Choice yet? Yes, I did. So Toby Jones is the dream, the dream lord. Yeah, it was, he was a very, very compelling character. He's a very compelling actor. He's yeah. Arnim Zola. Ooh, wow. So great. Yes, and then yeah. you, on top of you've got Hugo Weaving as. The Red Skull. Are they going to do Zola the right way? 
I don't know. Because <laughs> I'd love to see the Teletubby with his face and his torso. Yeah, that'd but be a great ex- face to have in but the But is torso. it exciting to yes, wonder? Yes. And that Tommy Lee Jones is in it. I mean, this is just amazing. And Chris Evans, there's got to be a day Chris Evans walks on the set and goes, Whoa. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's just, I'm so looking forward to this movie. And not a frame has been shot, as yeah. far as I know. And the date? My birthday, 2011, yeah. right? So right. July 23rd, 2011. Well, to be fair, it's also uh, Harry Potter's birthday. It's, uh, Daniel Radcliffe will yeah. be uh, 21. Oh, he and I can go celebrate together. I can get drunk with Daniel Radcliffe and, and take him to watch. see Captain America. Yeah. Say, so how does it feel now that your franchise is over? Uh, so, <laughs> oh, you're going great. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Let me mate. show you the bank balance. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the f- the pictures of them as old? Car- no, I have not. Oh, they've 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 they leaked a bunch of photos from the from the coda to the to the film. Okay. To the story. Uh, I hope that's not a spoiler to anyone who has uh, not read Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Um, they look really good. Uh, I imagine. I mean, they. I'm thinking though. I look better than that, and I'm older than 37. What the? You know, they're wizards. They're Oh, they've been very weakened. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, little... That may be. So, oh, um, flying. So, Captain America, that's just exciting as all get out. Now, another screen test, not an action. Oh, wait a minute. Just the timing, though. So, that's July 2011. Are we getting another movie before then? Thor is May 6th, I think. Okay, so right, pretty much right before then. And then in between, June 4th, 2011, related and yet not, will be X-Men First Class. Holy crap. Yes. Okay. Okay. I can deal with that. I would like to now hand you the sheet of glass for you to cut with your now diamond-hard nipples. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so Any particular pattern? <laughs> ready? I'm going to give you a pattern. So, screen testing. Not actually cast yet, but okay. oh, please, if there is a god, and I believe there is, uh, she will be cast. Rosamund Pike, a screen tested for uh, Emma Frost okay. in X-Men First Class. And she is first class all the way. Rosamund Pike was in Die Another Day. She was in uh, An Education with Carey Mulligan. So she'd been in an Oscar-nominated film. She is she is Emma Frost. It's like that is such an incredibly inspired casting. If they go through with it, please do. Please do. Can she do the corset? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. All right. And that's all I'll say on that all at right. this point. Um now, X-Men First Class is also having uh, – they're, they're really close to cash in the Regnito. And the big, uh, the big news today is that two studios making Marvel movies that are not Marvel Studios are fighting over the same actor to be in their films. Okay. Michael Fassbender, who was uh, Captain Archie Hickox in Inglorious Bastards mm-hmm. and is apparently in Jonah Hanks. I just got the invitation, so I'll see that in a week. Uh to, to uh, is I don't know what character he's playing in in um, Donna Hex, but anyway, he has been he is apparently in contention to be either the young Magneto in X Men First oh, Class, or so they say, the villain, whoever it may be, in Spider Man Four, Spider Man reboots, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and so they're saying that Sony has said that uh, or the, it's leaked out that that the lizard. Maybe the villain in the in this movie. Well, it's about time. But it's, if they're rebooting, then then a Dylan Baker doesn't, doesn't get matter. to be the lizard. Yeah. But um, but the, but a lot of people are saying Michael Fassbender is kind of this rakish, good-looking guy. 
which character could he could he be? And they're yeah. saying like the only villain that kind of fits that maybe is conceivably like Electro or Craven. Craven, I was. But say, yeah. they've said, but Sony has said they're not going to go with Craven. So who knows what the truth is? They're also being very quiet. Rumor has it Jamie Bell is in L.A. working out to prove that he could have the physique for Spider-Man. Okay, yeah, I'm I, not so keen I, I'd on put, that role. I'd, I'd put. Craven, but I think uh, you want a mag- uh, not uh, you want an electro uh, that's about the same age as Parker. An electro, really? Yeah. I I don't think he's older. I think electro is. Yeah. I, I think that all those original villains are like, and that's the early '60s though. When you look at those creations, it was okay for characters to be in their 30s and 40s. Electro was a small time hood. Sandman was a small time hood. They'd been knocking around right. for so many years. Sandman had a family and stuff. Yeah, and, but know. I think electro. What Max Dillon? Yeah, Max Dillon was like was meant to be. He could be late twenties, but I I I don't think he's Peter Parker's age. Yeah, okay, especially if you're trying to make Parker Spider Man still in high school. Yeah, I, but I don't see him like being mid thirties, which is kind of where I'm seeing the other. Yeah, yeah. so we'll see. Um, so there's that rumor now. Confirmed casting. I don't need, by the way, a remake of this film. I like the first one so much. Uh, Fright Night uh, with Roddy McDowell. Yeah. Uh, but the casting, the two cast members announced today for Fright Night, the remake, sort of made me go, damn it, now I want to see it. You just want to see the character, that actor in, in a role. I do, but yeah. I didn't announce the other one. So okay, there's you two. Didn't, you didn't tell me. I didn't. Before I no, I didn't. You're right. Yes. Sorry. But when I speak to you, I announce. I know. <laughs> you use that announcer's voice. It's kind of I do. And uh, so David Tennant. And oh, how we have been waiting for David Tennant to do something high profile again. Another- uh, is going to play the Roddy McDowell character. Uh, oh, now I can't remember what the character's name is, but uh, but who was who was in the original was a horror film host, a late night TV, yeah, late night TV show host, and those have really kind of faded out. So now the character is a Vegas magician, like a kind of a David Copperfield or uh, Lance Burton, yeah. who puts vampiric elements into his show, so he has some familiarity with the lore. So when an actual vampire shows up in the it's kid, vampiric, right? Vampiric, vampiric. Okay, vampiric, 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 vampiric. It doesn't sound right. Uh, no, it doesn't. Vampiric. How you know what? This is what. This, let me just say, there's a danger in pronouncing words that no one actually says out loud. Yeah, it's stuff I've only read, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and I'm going to step into the wrong one every time with you. I don't think that one's in the OED either. I, I don't know. It will be now after Twilight. Um, anyway, uh, so but the other one, Evil Ed, remember the best friend oh, who gets yeah, yeah. in? Yeah. It's Christopher Mintz Plass, a guy who, wow. who playing uh, McLovin. Wow. I thought that guy's going to be one one note, and it's a great note yeah. as McLovin, and then we're never going to see him again. And my gosh, every time he shows up in a movie, I'm like, wow, he's good as that character. He's one wow, of the most fun people to watch on the screen, too. <laughs> so, he was a, a great part of Kick-Ass. So he's going to play Evil Ed. and That's, that's good so, casting. Um, it's great casting. So again, a movie I didn't, I wasn't excited about a remake of, and yeah. now I'm excited. Well done. You know, it's well unfortunate, done, Hollywood. really, I mean, that we have to do this as a remake. You know, that they couldn't find another story and just get a good cast in it for it. I mean... But, you know, I don't know. Well, the reality is... Because I'm with you. I mean, the, the original Fright Night... Is a great movie. It's a great movie. And it's Fright Night because that was the name of the TV show. Yeah. Right? And it was well, all about... probably the name of the Magic Act now. Fright Night yeah, with whatever. Maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, the thing is... And, and I know this is, this is 
this is just the, tr- the simple truth, whether we like it or not. Look, we're living in an age when DreamWorks entitles their animated films three different things so that somewhere, so that someone someone's going to recognize that when they wandered into the... Dragons. They wandered up to the, uh, to the box office, they'll get at least one or two words of the actual <laughs> title right. So the thing is that they have this <laughs> I need... I bastards. They have this need... To do recognizable, and I and I know this yeah. from friends. Honestly, from friends that don't listen to the podcast, I'm safe to, to mock. Them. No, I'm not mocking them, but like people that maybe get out to the movies once or twice a year. They've got right. small kids, but if they get a babysitter, they have a night out. They don't follow the industry. They go to a multiplex. Yeah, and as we were saying earlier, we follow the industry. Right. We are totally plugged in. We're we're nerds. We're geeks. I don't know how normal people put we're up sad. with us. We are. Yeah, we are. I'm glad you found a maid who understands you. Yes. Um. She's right now listening to this on Sunday going, no, I don't. Shut up, Rick. No, I don't. Shut up, Rick. Nice, Derek. Nice. I'll get an email, a Facebook yeah. update. Um, but they go, and they go to the multiplex, and there's 20 titles. Well, really, there's only 10 because everything's on two or three screens. There, but there's 10 titles, and they don't know what eight of them are. Right. And then they look up, and they see, oh, Charlie's Angels. Oh, we, we used to watch that show. Yeah, let's go see that. That was the specific example that actually happened to a couple of mine who said, uh, a, a friend, friends of mine. And they said, yeah, we went. And I said, why did you go see that? And they said, is it because it was the only title we recognized? We just wanted a night out. And so I think that there's something to that is that, you know, you, yeah. you have see, a... See, my brain actually has trouble forming the scenario where let's go see a movie Let's drive to the theater and then let's look at the board and decide what we're going to see. I I've I understand never that, but you're not. That. But you're not that person, right? Yeah, I know. But again, I want to point out, Rick, you are not like the majority of people. I come from another planet. I am going to test you now with a gun. Uh, is it, well, why, Derek? If if I had not, if I had At been all. Clark Kent, you could have killed me. Exactly. If there'd been blanks in the gun, uh-huh. name the film. Superman. No. That was uh, Superman 2. Not quite. Well, it's the Richard Donner. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Oh, twice I've Galloway'd you. Uh, <laughs> so. yeah, if you mean you were annoyingly picky, yeah, you sure did. Oh, I call that being a Brad Schneider. Because uh, okay. <laughs> Richard Donner wanted to do the whole thing as one. <laughs> oh, damn it. You're right. Ah! Hoisted. My own petard. And wasn't that By the, mine. Wasn't that the, the screen test for Superman, the original Superman movie? Yes. The scene didn't make it into that. But they yes. But they edited it into the Richard Donner cut for right. Superman two. Exactly. Yes. yes, well done. <laughs> so when two Zorlaks clash yeah. <laughs> Release the Kraken. We get to go home in triumph. Alone <laughs> Each in our one dark corners. They have won. <laughs> And we shall read comics. Because um, I've got a big stack here. Uh, so there was a, a concept film released this week, and it's on Fanboy Planet. So if you haven't checked this out, a Mortal Kombat trailer, which some people thought was like a fan film, but it had uh, Michael J. White, uh, who's a fairly known actor. who's in Black Dynamite, and of course he played Spawn in the uh, film. Right. Live action film Spawn. Uh, J. White an under, as an unappreciated movie. I, I thought oh yeah, really no, I actually I, people rip on that one, but I really liked the first Spawn, yeah. um, and uh, or at least I liked it at the time. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that opinion. Yeah, uh, Michael J. White and Jerry Ryan as Sonya Blade, and they are detectives, 
and it's a very street level kind of a CSI kind of Mortal Kombat. And they're interviewing a guy who's kept in silhouette uh, through this. As they're talking about there's these rumors of this street fight, this tournament where everybody had where people are to the death. So it is literally a Mortal Kombat. And I'm not doing justice to the coolness of this eight minute. Featurette, which is basically it's like a concept, concept film, film for uh, for the upcoming Mortal Kombat film, kind of like the thing that was done for Sin City, right? Yes, yeah. yes, a, a, a proof, what they would call a proof of concept, like that, the, that thing that was done by uh, uh, Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez, yeah, or like Tron when they did the Tron Legacy proof of concept film, they when they showed it at uh, uh, Comic Con and nobody knew it was coming. Yeah. After the uh, race to which mountain uh, panel, and the lights dimmed again, and they showed this thing, which most of it has actually made it back into the trailer for the film. But that was done. Disney had not okayed a Tron film. These guys made it to prove and got Jeff Bridges involved to prove to Disney that a Tron sequel was viable. Yeah. Um, and which, by the way, at Comic Con, they will have a Tron uh, bear brick. Those bears that uh, that. That they've been putting superhero images on. Oh yes! So there's a Tron one coming <laughs> exclusive wow. at Comic Con. So oh my gosh! Once again, dudes, stop it! Stop taunting me with things that you're not going to let me buy because I have a press badge. Wait a minute, bitter. Yeah, I was tasting myself. Still bitter. Still, yeah. still bitter. Yeah. Uh, so you got to check this out. I know you said you only watched a few seconds. You got to watch this. It is an absolutely riveting eight minutes uh, YouTube video. I don't know who okayed the leak. It's great. It, it, it makes Mortal Kombat, and I actually really enjoyed the first one as a, a huge, delirious, stupid fun. Probably my favorite, this is not a great stretch, is it my favorite um, Paul W.S. Thomas film. Uh, but he nice is, way to categorize. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. I mean, yeah. the Resident Evil movies are okay. Yeah. They're fun, but they're nothing more than that. But I really liked Mortal Kombat, and that was a good, stupid movie. Uh-huh. And I say that with respect, because it is hard to make a, a good, good, stupid, stupid movie. movie. It's easy to make a stupid movie. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, just watch the guy. No, better not. Um, well, watch half watch of Sci-Fi what comes out channel. every year. Speaking of, I'll get there. Remind me. Okay. Because uh, you're going you're gonna to be hurt by what I'm going to tell you. Oh, crap. Um, but anyway... Um, so I and but this made me want to see the mortal another film like Friday Night. I had no need for a remake. This one suddenly that's a different enough concept, putting it at street level, making it somewhat realistic. Yeah, somewhat because they still have. When did the video come out? Uh, it was leaked Monday night, I think. So it showed up. So I was picking it up early now, Tuesday. But high buzz by now. Yeah. So I, I put it on the site last night. And largely so that you would watch it didn't work, uh, but uh, <laughs> but I thought you know at least I would give you an I easy place to find it. I know I have homework tonight. I understand. So um, yeah, it, it was really good. Now I just and I just got a press release before I came down here for the podcast that, uh, but it's all over already. That uh, Tom Cruise has announced that he will be doing an, the untitled Les Grossman project. That's his character in Tropic Thunder. They are doing an entire film about him. Really. And I'm thinking, wow, wow, you know what? Leave us wanting more. Yeah, exactly. Try that. Try that, Tom. The best thing about that character was figuring out it was Tom Cruise. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Now, why don't you go back to uh, Sci-Fi for me? So what about the Sci-Fi Channel, Derek? You know what was on last week on Sci-Fi Channel? Uh, I think you probably missed it. Maybe what? A Princess of Mars. I missed that. 
because again, John Carter is in the public domain, and so the version with Tracy Lords as Deja Thoris was on the Sci-Fi Channel. They broadcast it once because they often repeat that. So I'm saying, you want to see you. We'll want to watch that. I will watch that because that is probably the book that got me into reading as a mm-hmm. as a young mm-hmm. teen. Antonio Sabato Jr. as John Carter. It won't be the first Tracy Lords movie I've watched. No, yeah. no, but maybe the first you've watched with your wife in the room. Yeah, probably. no, don't, yeah, yeah, no, don't, don't. Okay, I'm sorry. That was bad, Derek. Bad. No bad biscuit. So they announced uh, some casting uh, for this new The Cape. Again, we talked about it. We haven't really seen much about it, but Vinnie Jones is going to join that cast as a villain, as a recurring deformed villain. Right. Which is a shame because Vinnie Jones would make an awesome killer croc, and now you can't use him for uh, Batman. But uh, who knows? Uh, but I want to throw out the news that is really most exciting for I'm drawing a blank on The Cape. The Cape is the NBC drama about the cop that finds a cape that basically gives him superpowers, and he's been wrongfully accused of something, so he's got to okay. assume this secret identity. And it is the it is the uh, television show, which I think will go down in history, for most being notable for casting Summer Glau as a normal human being okay. for the first time. Yeah, so uh, that's that's the Cape. Um, jury's out. I don't really have. I'm not being critical of it. I haven't seen a thing. On it, I'm sure we'll see footage of it at Comic Con. They list they released a list today of all the uh, TV shows that are going down there. Big Bang Theory. So I think this is the year is that I'm going to try to limit, um, and, and maybe you and I need to split up our forces a little bit mm-hmm. to so that we can actually attend the things that we want to attend <laughs> instead yeah. of yeah. instead of running around trying to get all these interviews. Because like I would love to see a Big Bang Theory panel. I would love to see what I watched them last year. What they this, were really what good. this next one is that. Stars, the Stars Channel that it did Spartacus, the um, the television show that gave me Lucy Lawless speaking dialogue from porn films exactly in the context of ancient Rome. Yes, thank you. Has signed a deal with Russell T Davis and BBC to produce season four of Torchwood, and so the surviving members of the original cast. Are moving well. They already are. John Barrowman is already in the United States because he's filming Desperate Housewives. Right. So Captain Jack and uh, and Eve Miles, Gwen will uh, be uh, season uh, season four. Will be another. Will be essentially a ten episode story. Right. That brings the Torchwood team to the United States. Interesting. And because uh, Russell Davis lives in L.A. now, and uh, and let me put in with that. Aside from my incredible excitement, now Fox has screwed it up and dropped it. But you know, a couple of my my former students were posting on Facebook excitement about the about this, and but you know, but Fox broke their heart, and I said, no, you know, the thing is that honestly, because of Spartacus alone, I'm trusting that Stars will leave Russell T. Davis to do what he wants to do. do. Yeah. Instead of, if Fox had had it, there would have been meddling, there would have been a, you know, they would have accepted the pilot and then may ordered changes. And and what and they would they would have done what they did with Joss Whedon because they don't learn. Right. And so I think that this way you have the original voice of Torchwood cre- Americanizing it himself with the original cast and still connected to what has gone before. And that's the way I want to see Torchwood. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Let me put in a pitch. So I bought... I got gift cards at Christmas, and uh, I bought 
I got an Amazon card, and I bought The Writer's Tale by Russell T. Davis. Okay. Um, which is the final chapter. The, the volume is this double-sized book, The Final Chapter, which is basically a real-time email log back and forth during the last two years of his tenure on Doctor Who and talking about Children of Earth. Talking if you – even critics, people that have watched Doctor Who but hate Russell T. Davis, and I know I have a few friends that, that, that feel this way. It's like, oh, Davis' weaknesses. The behind-the-scenes look at why all these choices get made and what the original intent was and what had to be sacrificed because of budget or whatever, it is a fascinating look and an honest look at in a way that the Doctor Who Confidentials can't be because those are sponsored by the BBC. So anyone who's interested in the industry as well. I mean, that's yes, the way things happen. It's a great description. It's also a great book about what is the writer's process. Uh-huh. It's one man's writer's process, which is what he admits. He says, look, you know, I mean... I have these are my rules, but you know, it, it, it's and he says like I opened up Robert McKee's book at one point and I had to close it because like how are you reading my mind? And so he doesn't really know. And I'm like yeah, you know that's fair. I've read McKee too, but um, it is you know arguably the most popular television series that the BBC has created in this decade. And yes. uh, the guy who masterminded it being completely honest and and. Exposing his own ugliness. Now, is it all done through emails, or is, is most it of it is? And then they, too, uh, it's an email exchange with one of the writers from Doctor Who magazine. So he asks questions, and then Davis does like a three-page email back in response to it, and they have an ongoing conversation. Okay, it. I'm probably not doing justice to how readable it actually is. Okay, it, it really is very readable. And then every now and then they insert excerpts from scripts, and including early drafts. Say this is the scene that was lost, and then this is what. They, what it ended up being on broadcast, and then there are sidebars and addendums and so forth. It, and it's, so again, it starts with ch- it's it's the children's of Earth, children of Earth's uh, story. No, children of Earth is included, it's in, included near the tail end. It's actually at the end of season two, starting from the end of season two of Doctor Who. Oh my! And so it's okay. great, even the agonizing over what's David Tennant going to do, and you really get this inside look. Fascinating book, and it's okay. been available for a while. I guess uh, it was in the UK since like November of last year, and I saw it at Baycon. It was at a dealer's table, mm-hmm. but I really haven't seen it in mainstream bookstores. And if you're not aware of it, people, and you love Doctor Who, get this book. It okay. is absolutely worth it, and it's like 17 bucks on Amazon. So it's oh, about that's not bad. yeah, it's about nine dollars cheaper than what the cover price actually would be for yeah. uh, for the bookstore. So it's a writer's I, tale. The the writer's, the writer's tale, tale. tale. The final chapter by Geoffrey Chaucer. Uh, yes. Um, why must you say Joffrey? No, nope. Joffrey. Well, I don't know anybody that says Jeffrey? Joffrey. I, everybody says Jeffrey. Oh. Uh, I never read it aloud. No, <laughs> clearly. He was vampiric. Um, Joffrey Chaucer and Marv Wolf, Wolfman, Wolfman. Were, uh, <laughs> were talking one day, and they said we really have nothing else to talk about it's tonight. It's Joff Jones, too, isn't it? <sighs> and they said we had nothing else to talk about this week. So uh, we're going to leave it at this. This is uh, If you've got questions, comments, commentary, compliments, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to remember next week to print out the letters that we've had that people have written. Oh, we had into. letters. We had a couple. Troy oh, Benson asked letters. a question, and some love I letters. I nearly ran Troy place. down in the parking lot. Of coming in. Oh, I missed him. Dang he it. waved. Oh, well, that's nice. He's a nice guy. He is a good guy. We love Troy Benson. Uh, but and if you want more Troy Benson on this podcast, write in, and we'll try to convince him. But he's bigger than us, and uh, we can't beat him up. He so convinces us more. In the meantime, 
This is uh, right into editor at fanboyplanet.com or sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. Seriously, no one writes into sandpaper. Huh. I'm serious about that as an address, and no one writes into it. Just test it out. Yeah, try Send it. a message that says test. Okay. Anyway, this, or testy. Is, this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. This is Rick Bretzner saying, hey, Lon, get well. Come back. Yes. And we want to thank Anna Warren Sebrian, who is the owner of Elusive Comics and Games for for coming in at the beginning of the podcast. And now, Rick, take us out with your most We'd famous like catch. we to here. have you all join us in using your powers only for good. Makes it harder. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Lukeski at www.lukeski.com. I will go okay, use well, the bathroom and hum I said, to myself. Well, of course. I mean, what the, what the kids said. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, totally. I mean, actually had meaning. We understood why. Oh, I did see saying. that. Then when Will's singing the kids, it's like, really? Test. Why are you singing that? I, I don't understand so the importance of it. And it happened to be the last time I go. Welcome to Coffee why? Talk. Why? <laughs> Talk about coffee. Talk among yourselves. Talk among yourselves. You can put your headphones on and you can hear yourself. You can hear me. Welcome to Coffee Talk. Coffee not Talk. You're not on? Welcome to Coffee Talk. Yeah, you're you can't on. hear me. Uh, in line on the thing, there's a volume control. Make sure it's all the way up. Slide it the other way. Welcome to Coffee Talk. Welcome to Coffee Talk. Can you hear yourself now? Hello. No. No? No. You're just wrong. <coughs> Here. Now, can you Boo. 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 I can hear you. Oh, let's see. Hang on. Maybe it's just... Oh, you're on three. That's why. Okay, now. Boo. 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 Oh, you're on two. Why is two not coming through? Why? And now why not? Hello. Hello. I'm on four. I turned four down. That's three there. You're on two. Okay. Talk. Talk. Okay. There it worked. That's very loud. Yes. Okay. You're on two. Three can be all the way. Now let's set the gain and we'll just turn the volume down. Three. Was it scary? Did you scare? Do you need to change any clothing or? I don't. No. Good. Scary stuff. So we can whisper right now. I mean, oh. <laughs> we're making fun of how loud my speaker headphones were. As in, they weren't. <laughs> you know, ever since you said welcome to Coffee Talk, I want to see the YouTube video of Michael Myers, and they had Ro- Ro- Roseanne Barr, Ro- Roseanne, and Madonna. And they're all in their characters, and they're talking about how much they love. Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. All of a sudden, Barbara Streisand walks onto the set. Total surprise to all of them. Yeah. And they were just freaking out. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's yeah. Great. He looks like he's ready to throw his phone. He was like, you guys are like, you guys, I'll just talk about butter's making me hungry. It's, so <laughs> it's like butter. His skin is like butter. His skin is like butter. No, butter. <laughs> butter. Butter. His butt is like butter. I'm talking baby recipes. Mmm, baby.
baby. Tastes like chicken. Pan fried. Free range. Free range baby? Free range baby. There was one in my neighborhood. <laughs> mother just was not a good mother. And you, you look outside and there's a kid in a diaper playing in the gutter. You go, what the? Did it taste better when it's free range? Uh, you know, never, never really wanted to never try. Tried? No. no. Cook that up. All right. No. <sighs> How was your San Francisco adventure? San Francisco. I don't want to teach anybody anywhere else now. Than San Francisco? St. Ignatius, have you ever been to? No. Okay, San Ignatius College, College Prep uh, looks out on the bay. Nice. So you, did, so you just kind of, we were in the, they were doing the workshop in the choir room. The sound great acoustics. So great acoustics. Beautifully wired. The um, projector, slideshow projector. Lowers out of the, the ceiling. ceiling. <laughs> right, right. It's like, and it's just that. Goes, beep, 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 boop, boop. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And that's outside by the by the He's football field. And, uh, you know, we can see the weight room where the were um, working out for summer training, I guess. And, uh, uh, no, it's not spread. Uh, and then we, I mean, it was like, we walked a block to the uh, faculty lunchroom, which is this beautiful kitchen with a chef who fully... Sounds like a resort. Uh, yeah, yes. that's how it felt. Yeah. Um, so it'd be fun. They have They're going to do theaters. D&D and rock band. It's a high school. Cool. It's Catholic high school. Cool. And I was telling my the guy that I from Notre Dame that I was with. And I said, this is what people David? think of when they think of Catholic schools. Yeah. Did you ever want to game? And then there's actually our site. <laughs> Do you want to so, play Dungeons and Dragons? Well, how many students do they have there? I don't know. It must be huge. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, when I would assume, but it's like you walk past, there was a common area for the students to eat lunch out, outside. So you can see the cafeteria, which was and huge. And then the outside area with one of those, you know, wall so sculptures with the water streaming down it. So it's like a wall of water. Right, right. Every little area had some really nice piece of fine art, and it was just—it was just beautiful. You could commute. I said, "Do you have an opening? Do you need a theater teacher? Do you? Do you have two theaters? Do you? Do you have yeah, exactly? I will take the lesser. It will still be better than the biggest one I have." <laughs> well. It's nice. you got to have a dream. Yeah. High school. Yeah. High school. That's what made it sick. It was like go- it was like it was like going to it was like going to a junior college, a really nice junior college. Not like a junior college annex in in you know Merced or or Los Banos. No, it was like it was like Deanza. Foothill is beautiful too. So West Valley is a beautiful campus. Yeah, I've never really hung out at West Valley, so I believe you. I just can't really speak to it. It's very. Um, Wooden, natural, and uh, mm-hmm. spread out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what this felt like. It, it was beautiful. So, I was going to do a brightest day Avengers follow up, but I thought that I thought that would be because Lon would have read the Avengers. So I've read the Avengers. Have you? So you can read everything except for Academy. 
We that just came out today, right? No, the Academy Issue 2 came out today. Oh, okay. So I've read the Secret Avengers and the Avengers Prime and New Avengers hasn't come out yet, has it? I don't think so. So I've read Mighty Avengers, Avengers Prime, and Secret Avengers. And we're either going to go to Build a Bear and get a bear and put in army fatigues and get down one of the Actually, surprisingly enough, my favorite one is Secret Avengers. Okay, I like what they're doing with Steve Rogers. I'm fine with the idea. Have you have you read Caught Up on Brightest Day? Yes, everything except for JLA. No, that's not a big deal. Okay. No, I want to talk about the miniseries itself. I want to talk I about the Aquaman issue where they had Aquaman on the cover and he didn't appear until the last. Yeah, you noticed that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's the kind of thing complaint I want to make. Where it's where the issue three was called Revelations and revealed nothing. <laughs> Revelations uh, next. Actually, no. There's nowhere in the quiet. Yeah, yeah. It, it's all just little episodes that are incrementally. It's like Wednesday comics moved forward, moved stories forward in individual. You know, better yeah. than this. I, yeah. And, and I'm looking at other critics just going, they're like, oh, it's fantastic. It does everything it says it's going to do. No, it's not doing it's anything. Not, it hasn't it's not much of anything. Uh, the only thing we've learned is no one can relist the lantern. Oh, except it flew up. It, and it flew up and off. It knew where it was going. And that um, the dead man was sent to fight the anti-monitor so that he would learn not to bite off more than he could chew. Is that what it was? Steve. Yeah, the lantern, sent, the the ring sent him a message like, "Now you've learned." And he's like, David what, "What the? What the? What the? Exactly." Oh yeah, we can talk about your uh, the bio- biographical comics. Yeah, David Beckham, Spice Girl, David Beckham boy. Spice boy. He's That's a spice an odd boy. title, right there. I, I trouble Apple. Posh's husband, star of the remix Star Wars ad. You know, it doesn't say why. It just says that they're. They're doing the next one on him. So today the was National Lady Gaga and, oh, Robert Pattinson. That was the other one. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, I did see that. Well, well now I'm remembering. Jesus, I've been blanking on who Robert Pattinson is. Uh, How could I? Because he's blank? I'm not 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does You're have- no longer seeking the safe sexual experience of a 12-year-old. No, but she still has a safe word. Yes. Uh, Who's Pete Rogers? Yes is not a very good safe word. <laughs> Let me just say yes. that right oh. now. <laughs> no, yes, no. And thus I'm Maybe. a baby. <laughs> what? Wait. <laughs> if only the safe word had been Frampton. Ha <laughs> 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 My safe word is ow. Oh. <laughs> what you see, you've seen Eurotrip, right? I think so. And they give the safe word is like this impossible yeah. to pronounce. <laughs> I just I don't know how this is going to sell comics. We don't have a lot of. So- I have like one soccer player that buys comics here, and I, th- I bet he doesn't buy it. Um, people like Beckham for other reasons. Writer Pete Rogers and artist Pablo Mar- Martinez. Martin- I don't even know how to pronounce that. Bring Beckham's amazing career to life from his earliest days on the soccer field where he dreamed of playing for Manchester United to the challenges of his soccer days in the United States. Those were challenging. Sounds like part of Brightest Day. Working on the Beckham book was quite different from any other comic I've worked on to date, Roger said. Telling someone's real-life story was quite a challenge, and I tried to find as many ways as possible to ensure that it was visually interesting and not just a case of, he did this, and then he did that. Like they did with the Stephanie Meyer biographical comic? (laughs) Really? I didn't read it. No, the, the clever, the vaguely clever thing, and it only ticks me off because I was trying to develop a story along the same lines, 
is that they had it narrated by Dracula. And That's awesome. And so Dracula was talking about Stephanie Meyer's life, and it was really kind of they couldn't come out and ironically say, you know, she's about the least interesting writer in the history of writers ever. Right. And then it ended with Dracula saying, so go ahead. Write about vampires. Make everyone think we are safe. Keep it up. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, you know, that's what, yeah. you know, but they were desperate to find something. And apparently it's like, yeah, I mean, she's just boring. Okay. This is what he says. Why? Why? You asked why. Beckham is much more than simply a sports star. I told you. He's also an international celebrity. It's famous for his looks as he is for his soccer abilities. So he's a perfect fit for our fame line. I would bet that in England it sells very well. 20, 30 copies? I'm going to go 25 to 35. I don't know what Blue Water does internationally, but in England, Beckham is huge. And it is, and aside from being soccer, but he he is a huge celebrity. Uh-huh. In England. Are you in England, Steve? The British. Rick and I care. I think British women are hot. Some. They all have bad teeth. Yeah, that's part of the teeth. reason I think they're hot. It was a weird Tim Curry thing. I'm sorry. Like, keep those away from me. I saw Rocky Horror way too young. Yeah. Oh, the mouth at the beginning. That's very erotic too. Yes. The, no, I just the snaggly teeth. Just in general, which is not the same mouth they use for the commercial. Oh, right. Really yeah. Where is Lon? Would, yeah. He's sick. He called. Well, I know that, but why isn't he? He's he called Ill. and he is very oh. ill. He is not feeling well. Because he spent yesterday in the emergency I do room spend with more, his mother. I, I do spend more time. N- well, I'm prob- probably or that, but he was germs. but he was sitting in an emergency room with uh, hospital germs. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. yeah. I try not to breathe in hospital, which is weird because you think <laughs> yeah. you pass out a little bit. I do. Yeah, it makes the time go faster. Oh, and you feel so cool. I do. Yeah. I feel like a rock star. Really? Waking up in my own vomit. <laughs> you know what you might want to do. Who are we waiting for, then? We're not. Good dough. Oh, all right. I don't think he's coming. You never know. That question can never be answered. I'm waiting. That's not 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 good dough. He doesn't wear fuchsia hose. (laughs) He might get more dates if he were. Maybe. Okay. Do you want to start? I do. Okay. You ready to start, Anna? Is this really just us? You're going to give us our your 150% uh, attention? Yeah. Well, no, I'm just going to assume that you're going to, you know, you'll talk about the, the comics, all the things you know about. And two minutes later? And two minutes later, then we'll, <laughs> then we'll go about our business, and uh, you can just type away. And uh, all Actually, the- I'm, just, I'm just reading uh, forums, honestly, to see if there's any other info I can... Just remember, when you if you find something really interesting, you have to work it into the conversation. It's not like a Twitter feed. You can't just blurt it out. <laughs> it's like, You're so mean. I am. No, no, no. We, no we're used to, or not really organization, but... Context. Context. That's all no, we're looking for. Twice yeah. today, I tried posting on our Twitter and got this page. Too Twitter's many? been having trouble Twitter is today. over capacity. Yeah, you, you saw the Twitter fail whale, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the that's no. the, that's the fail whale. That's the fail whale. Oh, that's what. Oh, I did, I I don't I don't tweet much. I, I actually said earlier today I don't Twitter much, and it's in at me. Twitter that's not true. Eric, do, do, does she tweet a lot at home? Tweet? No. 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 I, I hate Twitter. I cannot. That's not really a euphemism. <laughs> 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 
No, I really, I really hate Twitter. I only do it for the store, and then I, like I force myself I to. I only do it for Fanboy Planet. Yeah. Because I've got customers who've come up to me. They say they will not follow yeah. Facebook. They won't remember to go to the website. They will only follow us on Twitter. But so now you them. can you can link your Facebook to Twitter, and therefore you don't have to actually ever go to Twitter again. But what if I'm posting things that are one more than 140 characters? That it links uh, back to the Facebook page. Interesting. Yeah. You have to make sure you set for everyone. Hello. Hello. You just need to learn to be sexy. It was like that. We suddenly all became Teletubbies. Hi, Perry. Perry Hello. Oh, Perry. Uh, Hi. Keep you uh, again. Again. Yeah. Thank you, Mickey. Tidy. You'll know too, Eric. You no, have a little one. It's easily distinguished from the all tapes. other keys no, in the fact that it's It's like God let us invent DVDs. I was like, the Cookie Monster's not even obsessed with cookies anymore. This is, this is crap. Cookies are a sometimes snack. Oh, I was like, shenanigans. Because he stole the character. Actually, fully the celery monster. Yeah, the celery monster. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I like um, celery. I had that for lunch today. You guys, you guys know that Perry's our new employee? He's no. down right now. He's ducked down right now getting he's, Aaron's He's comics. gone down? I was what? thinking this gentleman oh. here was Perry. But That's yeah. what he said. Okay. Hello, Perry. Perry. He's Hi. actually a, an employee of Beck's Shoes. Okay. Well, yes, he is. Right now he's an employee of both of us. He's two-timing. That's oh. fantastic. Yeah, he's such a slut. Because if you need comics and shoes, this is the place. You know what's funny is right after he left today, we started having a huge conversation about shoes. This and is then like I realized chick- this he is, would actually be handy. This is like chicken and waffles. <laughs> it is chicken comics and waffles. Comics and shoes go together perfectly. <laughs> shoe inserts or shoes? I think maybe shoe inserts would be you better. Could, you could insert the comics into the, into shoes. the shoes. You Ooh. would like to do shit because like those those gel ones, yeah. they're teal. Oh, they go teal. right there with your sharks. Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's get started, shall yeah, we? Let's go. I think we're running low. Well, we'll come up with a new, a good nickname for Perry at some point later. Perry. Mustache Perry. Shoe boy. Shoe <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Shoeshine Boy. You're humble and lovable. <laughs> Perry, do you have a nickname we should know about already before we start mocking you Not with a new one? Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> any, any that they came up with is going to come prison up with record, be much prison worse. Prison name kind much of worse. Thing? No. <laughs> too tough for a prison name. <laughs> pretty, well, no one's bad. too tough for a prison name. Oh, and Perry, we have more donuts. My prison name is Back Off. Yeah, so we have two boxes yeah. of donuts Back now. Off Brett Schneider? No, Back Off. Psycho Donuts is over there. I don't know. On top of the candy. And then we the pink start. box is over there. We're losing altitude. What? My nickname was New Fish. Okay, go ahead. Oh, you want one? Yeah. Waiting for Anna to be done with this. I know. Oh, um. If you are waiting for Anna to be focused, this Anna, will these never are the happen. In your head. Give me one second, I'll be right with you guys. She doesn't just be here at the beginning. She can come in when she's. She can. For three point. For four. four. See? It works. Go ahead. I should show this to Eric. (sighs) Yeah. It doesn't work in real life. Oh, you know what? I might be able to get it to you for Saturday. I may have some time tomorrow. I know. Well, I've tried that with my students, too. I go, (laughs) where's the whole button on this room? (laughs) Okay. I don't have a start. It's up to you, because you've got to be lawn tonight. I have to think. Uh... And now, Rick, take us out with your most famous catch. We'd like to have you all join us in using your powers 
only for good. I changed it up all the you time. You did. You did change that up. I'm a little confused. Bye. Inviting you to. 